Greetings to the PATH family. Our slogan at the PATH is meeting you where you are. We invite you to follow, share, and check us out on social media. You may connect with us at any time, anywhere. On Facebook at The Path Church or Instagram and Twitter at Join the Path. Without further delay, enjoy this week's sermon. All right, all right. So I've been reading a new book by John Eldridge uh, called Resilient. Resilience, Restoring Your Weary Soul in These Turbulent Times. Now, in this book, he shares about how our relationship with our mother impacts our relationship with God. So I'm going to share with you some of the things that that really stuck out to me, um, starting with our basic need to be provided for, our basic need to be provided for. At our core, all of us have this basic desire. We all want to know, right? We, we, We all even need to know that we will have everything we need, right? That, that, that through it all, we want to know our basic needs will be provided for. We wonder, will I be provided for? Will we have enough? Is there abundance for us? See, that's often what we find ourselves praying about, right? In our lives and, and, and for the lives of of those that we love. This is, um, we're, this is what drives a lot of our ambition and goals, right? We want to uh, be able to, as we start off our lives and we go off on our own, we want to be able to uh, get our own place, right? We want to be able to have a mode of transportation. Uh, young boys, especially as they go off to college, there usually comes a time, you know, it's like, I want to try to do this on my own. I want to I see if I can get this done, right? And then we we, we continue in life, and we have children, and we start thinking about our children. We want our children to have what they need. We want them to have access to health care. We want them to have a, a great roof right over their heads. We want them to have everything they need for great education. And then you keep going, and you have the possibility and, of retirement. And you're thinking about, okay, will I have enough? for this next season of my life. Um, Will I be a burden? I don't want to be a burden on my family, on my children. Will I have enough? Will I be provided for? Is there abundance for me? You know, this basic need is so strong, everybody say, it's so strong, strong. that when it's threatened, when, when there is a fear of being without, we can make some very rash and erratic decisions, such as panic buying. This is the toilet paper queen. Y'all remember the beginning of the pandemic? How the toilet paper was flying off the shelves? Yeah, how many of us went, went and got some, some extra just in case? No, don't lie. You're in the church. This is why, according to businessinsider.com, that toilet paper sales in the U.S. jumped by 845%. We're talking about $1.5 billion in sales in one month. And that's just America. 
This happened all over the world. It wasn't just Americans that went crazy about our toilet paper. It was all over the world. You see, the pandemic, it, it awakened in us this primal fear that we will not have enough. And what do we do when we feel like that? We grasp, right? We, 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 we stockpile, we hoard. We try to be, find, find some way to feel like we're in control. And so the question we all have to ask ourselves is, how does this scarcity mindset, the fear of not having enough, the anxiety of running out, how does that play into our lives practically? What are the erratic and rash decisions that come as a result? How does it affect our priorities, our relationships, even our well-being when that fear becomes a driving force for our decisions? Now, in the book of Isaiah, at the end of Isaiah, in Isaiah 66, this, this awesome book it crescendos with promises of the coming kingdom and our Lord's return. And so God uses the image of a mother's provision to describe this beautiful hope of abundance. So as we read this together, go ahead and get ready to just, just think about one word or phrase that jumps out at you as we read this together. Amen? Amen? Okay. Isaiah 66, verse 10. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all of you who love her. Rejoice greatly with her all of you who mourn over her, for you will nurse and be satisfied at her comforting breasts. You will drink deeply and delight in her overflowing abundance. For this is what the Lord says, I will extend peace to her like a river and the wealth of nations like a flooding stream. You will nurse and be carried on her arm and dandled on her knees. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. What word or phrase stands out to you as we read that passage? What word or phrase stands out to you as we read that passage? YouTube, what word or phrase stands out to you? Balcony, you there? What word or phrase comforts? Peace, rejoice as a mother, yes. Satisfied, absolutely. Overflowing, overflowing, wow. Yep, nurse to nurse. Yes, thank you for answering. As a mother comforts, like a river, flowing like a river. Prosperity, delight. This passage is filled with very descriptive words of what we can look forward to, right? And we've all heard a good bit about our Heavenly Father, right? But in human development, mother comes before father, right? And really a, a new world of love opens up when we discover that God offers to mother us as well as father us. You see, God yearns to satisfy us through the assurance of abundance. And that's the title of my message today, Assurance of Abundance. Now, 
This next image I'm going to show you, I believe, is the image that, uh, it'll be hard to find a better image, I must say, of what it looks like to be satisfied. Man, I just, that's the good old days. I mean, I, I don't even remember that moment. I know I had it. I mean, it's just, when you see babies there... Mamas, you feel like, I did it. I got it. I, man, that's it. Boom. I done earned it. That's what it means to be able to drink deeply. That's what God is talking about. That's what he's talking about right here. When he talks about nursing, right, to drink deeply, to delight in overflowing abundance. It's more than I can handle. And I'm so satisfied I could just take a nap. Just out. Wasn't even trying to go to sleep. I'm done. Ugh. This is the very essence of overflowing abundance. I'm going to read to you a little bit of what John Eldridge writes in his book. He says this. He says, from our earliest memories, our mother is the source of all comfort, security, nourishment, and help. Mother is mercy. In terms of childhood development, mother comes first before father. Starting in the womb, we receive all of our nourishment from our mother. We are dependent on her in every way. As you read this, think about the connections between us and God. In the first moments after birth, we were placed upon our mother's chest, and our first experience of attachment is with her. We are lifted to her breast, and from her we receive everything we need for flourishing. On a physical level, breast milk enhances brain development, and plays a critical role in development of the child's immune system. This is how deeply and profoundly nourishing a mother was meant to be. Life literally flows from her. Emotionally, our fundamental convictions about whether we are going to have enough, if we will be nourished and blessed, come to us through our relationship with our mothers. Not in like a cerebral type of way where it's like learning to read, but almost like it's imprinted in our souls. When a child is nursing, it gets to drink its fill, assuring the developing soul of the child, my needs matter, I will have enough, I will be satisfied. At least that is God's intent. And God promises to do this for our souls. God promises to do this for our souls, whatever our mother's story is. For me, I'm very grateful. I've been able to feel God's love through my mother for all of my life. Um, very specifically, I'm able to understand God's unconditional love from you. Listen, nobody, no mother should have to go through what I put this woman through right here. <laughs> Nobody deserves that. Nobody. And yet you love me unconditionally. And in my worst moments, when I didn't have anything to be proud of, in the moments where I was filled with shame and guilt, you were there to love me. You were there to encourage me. You were there to believe in me that that was not the end for me. And you continue to pray for me, which God answered your prayers. 
in a big way. Man, I didn't just get saved. I became a pastor. What? Y'all need something to pray about. That's the one. <laughs> so so what, how does, what does that mean for me today? When I struggle with shame and guilt today, guess what? I can connect God's love, his unconditional love, with the love of my mother. I said, if, my, if, if, a, if a flawed human can love me in those deepest and darkest moments of my life, then how much more can God love me? And so because of your love, I can make that connection. That's how God intends to use a mother's love for all of us to know him and have a relationship with him. But I know that not everybody can make that connection because we may not have found that satisfaction that comes from the assurance of abundant love. But even then, do you know that God does not forget about you? God doesn't forget about you. Isaiah 49, 15. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. You know, this scripture teaches us that God loves us more tenderly than the best of all mothers. The, the best of all mothers will be flawed, and God, know, God says, no, not me, though. I will be everything you wanted to have in a mother. I will be that for you. And he makes sure, for, he wants us to know that he will remember us and mother us. Sometimes he does that directly. Right? So we need to develop that in our relationship with God, where directly in our times with God, we can open up our heart to him and through the scriptures, understand his love for us, right? Sometimes he does that indirectly. Sometimes he remembers us by providing for us through other people and mothering us through the mothers that he chooses, even when our mothers fall short. My mother's birth mother fell short. She struggled with substance abuse. She wasn't able to take care uh, of my mother. She wasn't able to nurture her. She wasn't able to provide for her with that assurance of abundance. And so she dropped her off at the home of a family friend and placed her in the arms of the woman who adopted my mom and became my grandmother, Cruz Isabel Montenegro. <laughs> Affectionately known as Tata. <laughs> my mom was four months old when this happened. Tata was 23 years old and single. And although it was Tata's parents who agreed to take my mother in, it was Tata who took the lead in caring for her and providing for her. You know, I, uh, as I was thinking through this, I, I just, I had to call Tata and just ask her a question. So I called her on Friday, and I said, Tata, why? Like, why? Like, what led you to do this? You recently graduated. You're, you're a single woman in your early 20s. Like, why did you 
do this? Like, there, I mean, it's just, I just wanted to know. And she says something that, uh, that was amazing. She simply said, it was our destiny. It was our destiny. And she went on to share that she wouldn't be the woman that she is today if it wasn't for her daughter, for my mom. But today, I just want to say to you, Tata, we wouldn't be the family we are today if it wasn't for your love, for your sacrifice. And so on behalf of our family, we honor you. I don't know where I'd be. I don't know where we would be if you didn't take that opportunity to love. And uh, we see God's love through that decision and many other decisions along the way. And so we honor you. Before we got off the phone, um, she said one last thing that really stuck out to me. She said, God gave me your mom because he knew I would never have children of my own. Little did she know that that four-month-old baby that was placed in her arms when she was 23 years old would be the one to baptize her into Christ almost 50 years later. And this is a text that she sent us a few years ago back in 2017. said, hi, my beautiful family. Remember this? Six years ago, I made Jesus Lord. The most important decision I have ever done, and the glory to him. So, my brothers and sisters, when we are tempted by the fear of not having enough, when we're tempted by the fear that either we are forgotten by God or that we will be forgotten by our heavenly father, let's remember his mother-like qualities and ask that he will instill in us an assurance. Everybody say assurance. Assurance. An assurance of abundance. Everybody say abundance. Abundance. As I wrap up this message, I want to leave you with this scripture. I want you to hold on to this passage. I want you to hold on to it this week. I want you to wrestle through any fears of being without, any fears or feelings of being forgotten. And I want you to read this passage. It's Psalm 31, verse 19, and it says this, How abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who fear you, that you bestow in the sight of all of those who take refuge in you. God has abundance in his storage units. He's not grasping to bless us. He's not trying to create something, an oasis, just to have enough. He has abundance in his storage units. When you think it's over, God says, I, man, we can just go down there to the... Uh, U-Haul place where the storage units are right there on Fairburn, I got more for you. That's how much abundance he has, and he bestows that in the sight of all. This is his promise 
to us, all those who take refuge in him. So thank you for this opportunity to share this message a little bit about our life. And thank you, Mom and Tata, for allowing me to share your story. Um, And I hope and pray that everybody uh, can have a happy Mother's Day. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. New sermons are uploaded each Monday morning. Simply search The Path Church Atlanta in iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting service. Additionally, we greatly appreciate your feedback on iTunes. If you would like to learn more about The Path, we encourage you to visit www.thepath.church. We hope to fellowship with you soon.